This is Teach Play Love. The Bright Horizons Parenting Podcast, just for ages 0 to 8. Get the advice you need from our own early childhood expert, Education Vice President Rachel Robertson. And make the most out of every chance to teach, play, and love. As a new parent, you may have gotten the advice, read to your baby. It's good for language development. But what about just having a conversation? I know, it sounds kind of funny to talk to an infant who can't really talk back, but there's something really valuable happening when you talk to your baby. Rachel and Ruth explain. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about babies today. When I visit centers, I always try to meet the newest person on the planet so I can get my baby smiles fixed. I just met a new baby this week and oh my land, she was just so smiley, so wonderful. It's the best. And even as cute as they are, though, it's really hard to think about them being thinkers and scientists. It's a really fun way to think about babies as scientists or engineers and thinkers, mathematicians, because they truly have the early capacities for all of that. The neural connections that are happening in infancy are in the millions. So much is happening in this early stage of brain development. And because they're not able to express it right away, we don't give them enough credit for all of the stuff that they're learning and processing. It's pretty amazing if you just take a moment to think about all they learned to do in that first year. And they're absorbing and they're testing things out and they're observing everybody around them. And that's the kind of stuff scientists do. So I'm going to go with that. They are sophisticated scientists. That's fascinating. And really, when you do think about all the changes between birth and one year, That is pretty amazing. There's a lot going on. You're absolutely right. I totally get it. So tell me more about how babies' brains work when it comes to something like learning language. How does that happen? Well, there's a lot of really interesting research on this topic, but I'm going to focus on two really important concepts for parents or those taking care of young children to understand and really easy to put into practice. Parentees and then the concept of serve and return. Let's start with how babies learn language. In the early childhood, in this early phase of development, they have a lot of neuroplasticity, which is a fancy way of saying their brains are really flexible. They can change, learn, do a lot of different things. So there's a lot of opportunity for growth. Things haven't been already established, like in our adult brains. So they're receptive to all of these changes and all of this shaping. When it comes to language, these connections in the brain, they're strengthening when they're repeated or babies have over and over exposure, repetitive exposure to something. Researcher Patricia Cool refers to babies as statisticians. She says this because babies are listening and paying attention to the sounds that they hear. And they're sort of taking a tally of the sounds they hear over and over. And this becomes the foundation for language development in the language they're hearing the most of. So they hear the sounds of that language. So my children heard the sounds of the English language over and over, and that was their foundational level of beginning language development. 
over time, they start attaching those sounds to meaning. You know, language is a big system. It's a collection of symbols, sounds, words, social cues, responses, tone of voice. Wow. Who knew they were so busy gathering all that information just while we're adults are having conversations around them? They're working hard while we're just chatting with a friend. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that that's such a great point to make in this conversation about language development, because the awareness of those around them, knowing that that's what babies are doing, helps change some of the conversation. Let me lead that into this definition of what parentese is. Parentese, sometimes called motherese, it's the word used to describe the way that adults talk to babies. And as I say that, I bet you can think in your mind what that sounds like. It's this global and timeless phenomenon. We're wired to do this because babies respond to this type of speaking. It's a little bit sing-songy. The vowels are longer. It sounds like, hi, baby. How are you today? That's an example of parentese. I wouldn't say that to you, Ruth. I'd say, hey, Ruth, how are you today? So the difference is important for babies because that's how they can pay attention to those sounds and they're more delighted and interested in that kind of language. And as you're saying that, Rachel, everyone listening is running up tape through their head of what they say to babies. That's comforting to know that that we're all doing that same kind of crazy talk, but there's value in it when we talk that way to children, right? Exactly. We should be doing it. We're hardwired to do it as adults. Babies are hardwired to listen to that. So it's a great thing. And parentese is very important for that reason. I do want to take a moment, though, to differentiate it from baby talk. Baby talk is, oh, baby, sweetie, schnookums, boo, 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 kind of stuff that's nonsensical. There's a lot of nicknames and words that are not valuable. It's just a bunch of sounds. That's not valuable for language development. If you choose to do that, just know you're making a choice to do that. But it's not the same as parentese, which is valuable for language development. And so valuable that researchers can see that children that have a lot of parentese or exposed to a lot of that parentese speaking have stronger language acquisition skills later at one, at two years old than babies that are not exposed to it as much. I didn't know there was a difference, I guess. It's really good that you're pointing that out. And parentese is a good thing. And baby talk isn't harmful, but it's not really helpful. So the more babies, young children, hear words, hear vocabulary, hear conversation, are able to participate in conversation, the better it is for them. It's more important than anything you can do for language development is have rich conversations with and around the baby. And just again, about the baby talk or about moments when you just don't feel like talking, you know, I get it. Parents have a lot going on. It's not necessarily damaging if it happens once in a while with a lot of infrequency, but it's a missed opportunity. So if you can, and there's time for it, choose parentese because that is a good thing to do. And it goes along really well with serve and return, which is another critical aspect of helping young children acquire a language. Have you heard that term before, serve and return? That will be a new one to most everyone, I bet. You can think of a tennis match. That's where we think about serve and return. So one person serves it, the other person sends it back, and so on. And that's really what you're thinking about here. 
that's what happens in all conversation. In fact, you and I are doing serve and return. You say something and I respond to it and then you respond back. We need to do that with infants as well. The reason that it feels challenging or different is because infants are not returning it the way adults do. So they will open their eyes wider or they'll try to move their mouth or maybe they'll make a sound or flail their hands around. That's their version of return. But if adults aren't looking for that and don't know that, then they feel often feel a little bit silly having a conversation with a baby. Yeah, looking for those cues that they're really hearing you and responding to you. Right. You could have a lot of fun with that. You could get to really know your baby in a different way because you'll be paying attention to their way of responding. And you'll be more cued in to when they start verbalizing and their development and their ability to verbalize because you'll be paying attention to it as you're engaged in serve and return. And let me reassure you, you don't have to have these really thoughtful conversations with your baby. If you're using this sort of parentese style, you can sing, you can read the newspaper, you can talk about what you're doing, how you're making dinner. Just make sure that you don't have it as a monologue, but that you turn it into a dialogue. So read a story from the newspaper and then ask your baby what they think of it and make eye contact and make sure that they know you're talking to them and they will give you some sort of response. Yeah, I was just going to ask about that, you know, like books on tapes for babies or just, I don't know, they have all kinds of things that will talk to babies. But it sounds like what you're saying, Rachel, is that it's the language and the interaction that makes it interesting and helpful to babies. Just like when we have a conversation with adults, it's that what you're calling serve and return that makes a conversation meaningful between any two people. And so here as well, it's asking the baby a question, giving a pause, interacting with them, not just through language, but your body language as well and your facial expressions. When you look at them, you let them know through your expressions and your body language that you're in a dialogue with them. You're helping them process this in their brain differently than if they were just hearing language around them. Language around them is good, but serve and return is even better. And additional research shows social engagement of conversation and dialogue is part of the magic of early language acquisition. So a baby listening to language maybe through television or even through a computer, does not have even close to the same impact in a positive way of a conversation with a even just an older child, but with an adult, someone who has full grasp of the language. I'm just going to talk about the technology for a moment since you raised it. Save the money. There is currently no known increased value of using technology for language acquisition or development, except for the exception that has recently been made is when it's FaceTime or some other tool that allows you to talk to someone else and have an interaction, but they're not learning because of the technology. Technology is facilitating having a conversation with a human. So that distinction is important. That's such a great point for family members that don't live close by. Maybe someone in the military who's deployed or just an aunt and uncle who live, you know, too far away or grandparents. Exactly. So instead of turning on some sort of app or technology that has tried to tell you that it's going to help you with literacy development for your young child, 
Turn those off, save your money, get grandma or uncle or whoever on the other side of the country to get on the screen while you're making dinner. There's nothing more important than exposing babies to really great, meaningful dialogue conversations that are loving, full of parenties. There's nothing you can do better than that. As a parent, if you're listening to this right now, I hope it feels great that the best thing you can do for your baby to help them be strong in literacy and language for the future is just talk to them and have a lot of fun with it. It's amazing, isn't it? Millions of neural connections are happening in your baby's brain. They're absorbing so much every minute, every second. So this is a great time to try Rachel's ideas for communicating with your baby. Parentees, that gentle, attentive way of talking, and also serve and return, responding to your baby's coos by talking back, singing, or even with facial expressions. Let us know how it goes. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to us and find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time on Teach, Play, Love and rediscover parenting as the joy it was meant to be.